Welcome, everybody, to episode number 35 of the Jackson Hole Connection. I am Stephan Abrams, your host and guide. I am on a mission to interview all of the wildly interesting folks connected to Jackson Hole and share their stories with you. Jackson Hole, Wyoming is a remarkable place which inspires people to live life outside of the boundaries of normal life. I plan on sharing that inspiration so we are all fueled by the motivating actions they all have. Today, my guest is the delightful co-founder and CEO of Joan of Spark, Ciela Winter. Growing up here in Jackson Hole, Ciela has seen so much of the valley change, from her early childhood to her departure to travel the world, and now, several years later, she has returned to rejuvenate herself. Through self-inquiry, self-observation, and inner work, Ciela has created Joan of Spark, through which she plans to disrupt the self-help industry with her unique, specialized model of self-empowerment. It is my honor and privilege to have Ciela as my guest today. Please enjoy the show. Before we begin, I have a quick word from one of our sponsors. The Liquor Store of Jackson Hole, locally owned and operated in Jackson Hole, Wyoming since 1985. Need help picking out wine for a date? No problem. The experienced team of TLS can help you and make you look like a master of wine and you take the credit. Want to know how to concoct the perfect scotch on the rocks? The TLS team can help and your taste buds will love you for it. Stop in and visit the friendly, awesome staff of the liquor store. Let us entertain you. Albertsons is next to us. The liquor store of Jackson Hole, located at 115 Buffalo Way, Jackson, Wyoming. Or you can visit us at tlsofjh.com. Ciela, thank you so much for joining me here today for the Jackson Hole Connection. It's ex- I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So... Tell us a little history about your connection to Jackson Hole, because you, you're now a resident here. Yes, I am. How long have you been living in Jackson Hole? Well, recently I moved here about a year and a half ago um, after having a hiatus of 20 years. And previous to that, I grew up here. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Born and raised? No, I was born in Memphis, moved here when I was two years old, and then throughout high school and then some years after that um, intermittently. And what brought your parents here for you to grow up here? Both of my parents were mountain climbers. My grandparents had a one of the first outdoor stores in the south and so they would make frequent family trips here to Jackson and so my father had grown up coming out here and then when my parents got together they ended up moving here uh, to start a new life to get out of the south and be in the west which is where their hearts were. Growing up in the South, I know how they feel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're here. (laughs) I'm here now. The South is a beautiful place. Yeah. But my soul is in the West. And that's why I've been here for 20 years now. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome back. Thank you. It's so nice to be back. Are there still some of the people you grew up with that live here that you were able to reconnect with? Yeah, it's funny. You know, I sometimes I see people from high school here and there. Um, There's a lot of people that obviously moved away and some some stragglers that are still around and others that are, you know, I've, I've probably met more new people. I mean, Jackson is not the same town that it used to be 20 years ago. What town is? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with that. You know, I hear a lot about um, 
a lot of grumbles around the change, but I, th I, I think change is good and there's no stopping it. So why not embrace it? For the heartbeat of this community, what drew you back to here? Definitely the land, mm -hmm. um, these mountains, the Snake River. There's nothing like it. It's so rejuvenative and extremely powerful. And for me, I went through an extraordinary life change three years ago, which drew me back here, which, you know, I, I never actually thought I could come back here or even afford to live here. It turned out it was the only place I could be. In the pre-show, you were telling me a little bit about your transformative experience, and it was very fascinating. Would you like to share a little bit of that story, the background, as far as what you did and went through and how your life changed, transformed into who you are today? Yeah, well, I, I think that there's, um, there's only a, few, a handful of events in one's life that actually turn us inside out. And this was one of them. I had been living in Los Angeles as a yoga teacher, uh, a documentary filmmaker, and then was introduced to a whole new world, a community. Um, I've always been a spiritual seeker. Um, and so within that decade, for the next decade, I began to really study more deeply with this community, um, organize the community, become a coordinator, and um, help build the community, eventually marrying into the community. And then, due to some very challenging circumstances, was then exiled out of the community, became a threat to the belief system of that community, and life got way too exciting. Again, Jackson not only was this powerful place for me to come and explore who I now came to be, um, it was extremely safe, considering I didn't feel that in the rest of the world. How would you describe that community that you were exiled from? In the, in the midst of the, the heyday of my experience within it, it was extraordinarily beautiful, super liberating, um, fascinating, incredibly inspiring, um, uh, alluring to that kind of exclusive quality that I had stumbled upon something that maybe a lot of other people didn't have access to, and it felt like a real blessing. Um, yeah, it was, it was so life-changing at that time. Um, I was surrounded by a global community of incredible artists and uh, professionals and highly intelligent people who were all also seekers um, who would gather and kind of come together to learn deeply esoteric teachings and um, profound studies on mysticism and really a synthesis of world religion. I felt like I had found everything that I had always been looking for. That's moving. Something that I personally have not been able to relate to and I have not searched out, mm -hmm. but I have come across in my life people such as yourself that are looking for that high level of spirituality, and, and I respect that very much, and I'm glad that you had that for, for a period of time. Yeah. But now you're in a new place. Yes. And you're back in Jackson Hole. Yeah. And you had to give yourself some time to rebuild your life, rebuild who you are. Yeah, I think um, immersing myself into a community such as that 
it became my entire life, right? It, uh, I ended up selling all of my belongings or giving them away, uh, moving out of my apartment, basically traveling the world, following my teacher. Um, and again, then I began to work for him, um, which is something that a lot of the people did within the community, volunteer or um, kind of this work trade exchange. And so my entire life became this community. And I was definitely a, a big voice in that community, supporting the community, helping the community build, helping the organization grow. So it was a, a very strong experience. And, and then becoming a disruptor of that community from my own observations of what felt out of alignment for me, where my I realized that my values and principles were entirely different than that of the leader and uh, followers. And so I became a problem for them. And they quickly found a way to, they found a solution to that, which was removing me from the community, which was uh, the hardest thing that I've ever been through and also the best thing that ever happened to me. I, I was married to the spiritual leader of this community. So it, it definitely you know, brought some waves throughout uh, the organization. And so coming to Jackson, it was just a real opportunity to ground myself and to take a step back and, and really um, gain some objective perspectives around what had happened. And that's when I began to really ask myself some uh, even deeper questions. And I will say that the whole um, experience of what led me to this, ex you know, being exiled um, was my own self-inquiry and really starting to pay attention to what was going on around me and, and recognizing that there were, um, there were maybe parts of the philosophy and actions that weren't congruent with what I was drawn to in the first place. Wow, that's a big story. <laughs> so now you have embarked on your own mission. You have your own business, mm -hmm. Jonah Spark. Yes. Tell us some background about Jonah Spark, what you're doing. So I, I experienced Jonah Spark truly as a, an incredible gift, um, an opportunity to rebuild and restructure my life around what I continue to be passionate about, which is self-inquiry, self-observation, uh, inner work. And it came through this experience of doing that for myself, you know, really asking myself the hard questions and coming to clarity around how can I be useful, which is really a question I, I often ask myself, or maybe it's a request, may I be useful? And Joan of Spark came through, I'm a very visceral uh, experiencer, <laughs> if you could say that, of life. Um, where I had a fever and a vision of this kind of internal volcanic, very feminine, very heated energy that revealed itself as Joan of Spark and as this platform for empowering a global collective of women with the essence being not just self-empowerment, um, but more around looking within for the answers in order to empower ourselves. So really a, a very internal approach to empowerment um, and an opportunity for women everywhere to begin to ask themselves the questions. You know, where does their current power reside? Have they given it away? Um, do they own it? From where does it come from inside? 
And obviously having, having experienced a decade of recognizing that I had given my power away to what I would call a guru, I also know the very arduous journey of reclaiming that and the cost of having given my power away. And so the first step is even just recognizing, are, am I in my power? Am I thinking for myself? And then that's the beginning, right? So understanding some basic um, tools and even just beginning this process of self-inquiry can be extremely powerful. Um, so that's what I'm excited to share is more about what I've learned, what's really been experiential knowledge for me, um, and bringing into this collective uh, a conversation around kind of where we've given our power away, the tendency of where we give our power away as human beings, and looking at a model which I perceive as outdated, which is a guru model, which is one personality with power and information that people seek and in general throw tons of money into in order to find a piece of themselves that they believe that this person holds the key. And so Joan of Spark is here to hold up a mirror and say, actually, you hold the key inside of yourself. And so how can we, how can we offer our products and services in order to truly empower someone? And I love, I love this idea of Joan of Spark disrupting and redefining the self-help industry and how uh, the comedian George Carlin's was talking about self-help and he's like if you're reading it in a book it's just help <laughs> and, <laughs> I love know, George Carlin and you know I love that too because I had been thinking self-help isn't self-help it's guru help how can we reclaim this you know this whole area this billion dollar industry so that it's actually serving us how can we actually help ourselves I was inspired to to work in a business format because I had previously been working within a, in quotes, spiritual organization that underneath was an, entirely a business, but on the surface was not honest about that. It was a spiritual organization. And that was something that I didn't recognize while inside of it, but obviously I learned a lot um, in retrospect. And so bringing forth Joan of Spark as a business, one, it's a language that we can all understand, right? We either all own one or work for one or buy products from one. So it's very clear. There's, um, you know, it's, it requires, in the best case scenario, it requires honesty, it requires uh, integrity. And that's how I'm building my business. Um, obviously, we see a lot of cases of that in the world that that's not, that's not what's happening. But that's not a sustainable practice. And in the end, it just shows up you know, in the news of uh, those who are out of integrity, building these businesses and whatever they're doing behind closed doors. Um, I just, I love to live by the kind of the adage that the, you know, the truth will always be known. It eventually will come out. It's stronger than anything. So if we can align ourselves to that based on our own values and principles, um, I feel like a lot of good can happen. Um, again, business is universal. And so bringing forth new ideas, innovation through the lens of business can access and be accessible, can be accessible to a lot more people than perhaps if this was just bringing forth a philosophy. Did you go through the startup intensive? I did. Okay. So the startup intensive was um, incredibly important for me. Way to go, Sandy and, and Liza. Way to go, Sandy and Liza. I, I went through the startup intensive oh, program as well. Incredible. Transformative for me. I highly recommend it to everyone listening to this. If you have a business or um, have an idea for a business, um, that style of entrepreneurial boot camp really 
put me through a process of uh, where I felt like I was forging, being forged through the mineral kingdom, literally um, sloughing off everything that uh, wasn't necessary to really refine and find clarity of my own inner vision. I actually went through the start of intensive um, with one idea supporting a friend, finding that it was not a viable business seven weeks into it, and went into a bit of a internal crisis of not wanting to disappoint my friend, but knowing that I couldn't uh, move forward with something that isn't um, functional. And that's when I had the, this experience of Joan of Spark that came through. And within a week, I had you know all of my financials and everything in place. And then I was... Um, it was actually a week later that I auditioned for Pitch Day and then got chosen for Pitch Day and then went and got runners-up for Pitch Day that same summer. And the Pitch Day is, tell, tell the listeners what Pitch Day is. So Pitch Day is a, like a shark tank that Silicon Cooler puts on every year where six entrepreneurs are chosen from within the community to pitch their business. You have eight minutes in front of a panel of judges, a lot of bright lights, and a lot of people that are there to learn about your business. It's also a very torturous and beautiful, terrifying, daunting, um, one-of-a-kind experience to expose yourself of your passion and to bring forth ideas um, to be judged. It takes a brave person to um, put yourself out there in front of others, like you said, to be judged. And also going through the process that Sandy and and Liza have created with Startup Intensive really makes you dive deep into who you are and what you want to do. And like you said, you had one idea and you came out with, it was not Jonah Spark to begin with, and you came out of there with, with Jonah Spark. And you're very clear, as I can listen to you, in this interview as far as what you want Joan of Spark to accomplish? Well, some of the exercises that they put us through, I say put us through, I mean that they offer us, you know, are really to help us to find what are our core values around our company. And one thing that I've found, so as I mentioned, I'm I'm completely obsessed with inner work and and diving into the depths of my own psychology and learning about myself. And um, knowing thyself, you know, is extremely inspiring to me in order to know the world. And so when we begin to go through uh, an exploration of a business idea um, as a quote-unquote, you know, visionary of that, of that idea, I love how they would take us through exploring our core values. And, you know, that, that was very impactful for me. It was something that... Um, I found when Joan of Spark came to life that it was the seeds of their inspiration that had um, encouraged me to go so deep inside of myself to find what are my core values as a human being. And uh, the core values of Joan of Spark are self-actualization, vitality, and humility. And those are the core values also of my own life. And as the, the originator, you know, the one bringing forth this idea it is imperative that my life, my core values are aligned with this vision and vice versa, or else I would be living out of alignment. I would be perhaps um, living in, in some level of unconscious hypocrisy. And I see 
you know, that there's an opportunity here for us as, as business people in the world to reevaluate the ways that we, the ways that we create, the ways that we envision, how we move forward, how we project into the future, what we want to create and from where that comes from. It was very inspiring to me, and it also really brought forth some new opportunities that I've had to be able to share kind of the essence of Joan of Spark with a greater audience, with some executives. I've done some coaching um, who've been curious about my particular business model, which you won't necessarily be able to read on a piece of paper, but it's more of a, a visual of a, of a sphere. And is that visualization out in the world someplace? Or is that through a conversation that it it is developed? Well, just to give you an example, um, so we have 10 principles, Joan of Spark, and the first one is who we are being matters. So what does that mean? To me, it matters that because the vision is coming through me, who I am being matters. That means who I'm being with myself, in private, with my family, my friends, with my co-founders. It means who they are being, who my co-founders are being matters, and who we are being together matters, and who we're being with the rest of our team matters, and who our team is being with our members matters. It just It's a point to self-responsibility in that my actions, my thoughts, my emotions, uh, my words all matter. And all of those are a reflection of my business, not just my business, but of my entire personal life. And I don't really separate the two because the business is an extension of me and it's something that I'm inspired to share with the world. So why wouldn't I want that to be in 100% uh, alignment? So who who we are being matters is, um, it points to that. It points to that, uh, the importance of who we are being. I think we can all take your ideas and, and wisdom here and reflect upon who we are, like you said, and ensuring that what we do, our actions and our words do matter because showing what life is like on Facebook is not really getting deep into reflection of what our life is and what it should be. And it takes time to disconnect from those resources to allow ourselves to be comfortable with uh, getting deep and and finding those answers. Yeah, and what you're saying right now is just reminding me really um, why we've created Spark Sessions, which is our, you know, the product that we're launching with right now. Looking at the state of the world and our levels of loneliness, disconnection, high anxiety, high stress, um, especially with our kind of millennial female audience that we're focusing on, although we're available to all women, there's really this desire to seek answers also outside of ourselves because that's a, somewhat of a tendency, but through technology. And so they find themselves on social media and getting lost in these false paradises of consumer and comparison politics, if you will, in with influencers and just about anyone on social media who's presenting one facet, one experience of life. And it really just perpetuates the issue of feeling bad about oneself, of judging oneself, not feeling enough, not um, not having what these people have, not being happy like these people are. And 
And so... Um, Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same. It's just uh, more intense because it's in one's face if that's where you're um, constantly looking for um, some kind of... We allow support. it to be in our face. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. With the notifications, the dinging and the buzzing and yeah. let it go. Well, technology is not going anywhere and it's definitely only going to continue to be more and more a part of our lives. So I'm looking at what what is a solution that we can present in that space? And so if Joan of Spark can be a place for connection, for community, and also inherently to support women to empower themselves through their own inner process, through their own inner work, uh, we've brought forth Spark Sessions, which is a new model of peer-to-peer coaching, which um, we utilize the one-on-one support and the value of, of connection through mirroring and active listening that uh, basically eliminates codependency and removes personality from the space. So that kind of typical guru model becomes outdated because we were presenting an opportunity for us to help one another. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited for you. Let's get back to Jonah Spark for just a little bit as far as the business. Yeah. Tell us, what does that look like? Like what products do you offer now? What products do you plan to offer? And what does it look like as far as a um, client of yours? What would they do to become a client and how do they be participatory and valued client? So we're launching this summer publicly um, with our Spark Sessions that I just mentioned, this peer-to-peer coaching model where anyone who, who is experiencing a need to have connection, who's looking for answers to um, a various degree of any kind of problem that they're, they're facing, who needs human connection can schedule a spark session with a trained facilitator of Jonah Spark. And we do not offer therapy. We do not offer advice. But we do, through this new methodology, provide a space that inherently empowers the individual to come to their own conclusions. Tell us the difference between being a part of the spark session and this not being therapy. So therapy is generally um, provided by a therapist who is trained to provide advice, to provide um, insight. Someone who's coming, who um, wants someone else to tell them what they should do, or at least present that question and then receive various possibilities. That's not what we're what we've created. We've created a space for someone to come in to share their situation, what they're working through, through a process of self-inquiry that we take them through. And then any of the answers to any of their questions come from within themselves. So there is no advice given. There are no options that we provide. There is nothing um, outside of what the, the client would be finding for themselves. Do you have a vision relating to how many women you want to impact? Absolutely. So we're starting, you know, humble roots, bootstrapping, um, in a process now of raising some capital, kind of heading up that mountain too. Kickstarter? 
Uh, we did. We had a successful Kickstarter okay. um, last year, and we're so incredibly grateful to our community. So we've been able to work with that community as we're soft launch. We're in a soft launch right now, starting to bring forth our products. Uh, but yeah, heading up a, another mountain to uh, explore raising some capital that would allow us to take us to the next level of really getting our our tech dialed in. We see ourselves, you know, potentially we could be the Uber of coaching, right? Where anytime, any place, you could have access, instant, immediate access to our product. Fascinating. Yes. The Uber of coaching. Yeah. So access to the product, does that also mean access to a facilitator as well? Immediate access to a facilitator on a global level. Okay. So you're looking to impact people globally, yes. not just locally. But you're starting locally. We're starting locally, and mm-hmm. this is the best place. I really feel that Jackson, coming to Jackson was in part because, and if you will, and this may sound a bit out there, but... I felt that Jonas Spark wanted to be from here. This place is so grounded. It's so powerful. And it's incredibly supportive for an entrepreneur in this community. Um, it's so inspiring, as many of us uh, know. And it's a healthy, vibrant place. And so where else better to bring forth a new idea? And so, yes, we see this as a, as a global brand. And, um, and we're excited to start here. And also, we just we haven't gotten into this, but I do want to mention as you ask more about Jonas Spark, um, I have an incredible team. I have an incredible team of women who have been very inspired and very drawn to the vision of Jonas Spark. Uh, one is Evan Mack. She's my COO. She also grew up here in Jackson. I have a CMO, is my other co-founder in Los Angeles, Sarah Englehart. And we have just you know, three to four other women who have been brought very organically because they believe in the, the mission of this, who are now working with us um, from New York, L.A., here locally, um, recently in Paris. And um, I'm feeling very optimistic about um, what's possible. You're investing so much of your energy in getting... Joan of Spark launched along with your team. What do you do to rejuvenate yourself, to ensure that you stay fresh and you can be on top of your game? Because this has is deep, deep diving work. Uh, thanks for asking that. So as I mentioned, one of our core values is vitality. So how does vitality, uh, how is it reflected through everything that we do? Um, I'm a Capricorn. I work for fun. I I love to work, and I've um, I've definitely reached burnout in various phases of my life. I'm also a yoga teacher, which helps. But I've learned how to integrate and weave self help into my everyday. I'm not t- a typical person who takes the weekends off. I tend to, because I I also have two other creative projects on the side that I'm working pretty um, fervently towards bringing those to life. Um, in my spare time, in quotes, um, <laughs> that I, I look to ways that I can take care of myself every day. And instead of work, 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 and then needing a day or two to completely decompress and remove myself from what I'm also very passionate about, I've found ways of taking care of myself every day in the way that I eat, getting enough rest, uh, moving and exercising my body, 
trying to stay hydrated, which I could definitely do better in this town. Um, And also through my meditation and my inner practices um, that are so revitalizing that allow me to kind of continue working through the week. And as any entrepreneur knows or a startup founder, there's never a lack of anything to do. So instead of just um, putting myself through the ringer, um, I've found ways to integrate self-care throughout each day. Good for you. So Ciela, how can people find Jonah Spark? And if they want to connect with you, what's the best way for somebody to connect with you? Well, they can find us at jonahspark.com. That is spark with a C. Um, Joan of Spark, the name originated from our, well, it came through as an inspiration based on the archetype of Joan of Arc, right? This young maiden warrior who, through the power of deep inner listening, was able to lead men and women into victory and do the unthinkable in her time. And so joanofspark.com, you can also find us on Instagram. We're just beginning our, our Twitter exploration um and is there an email address for oh, the organization sure. yeah the... hello at jonahspark.com oh, i love it yeah hello <laughs> so much can be accomplished with just starting off with a hello yeah i know I it's it. so kind well ciela this has been inspiring to me and so moving and i really appreciate you sharing your story with me and all the listeners today and i will do everything I can to share your story and what Jonah Spark is doing. And I wish you all the successes of the world and look forward to having you back in the future when you are global, you're international and transforming the lives of people and have disrupted that industry of self-help. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to the next time that we have this conversation from there. You bet. Take care. Thank you. Jackson Hole Marketplace, the small shop with a huge personality. Located at 4115 South Highway 89, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Or you can visit us online at jacksonholemarketplace.com. Jackson Hole Marketplace is the best little corner store not on a corner. Stop in for fresh hot breakfast and lunch made daily. Or if you're in a super hurry, there's plenty of other fast to grab and go items. Fuel the kid or a kid inside of you with ice cream, candy, snacks, and beverages. Like to enjoy the adult side of life? We have a fully stocked bottle shop with wines from around the globe, spirits to treat every taste bud, and really cold beer. We love treating our customers like family, so stop in and visit the team at Jackson Hole Marketplace. One more episode is complete, and I say farewell until next time. You rock for tuning in each week and sharing this podcast with your friends. Listeners such as yourself, keep me driven to continue searching out new guests to interview. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to be a guest or know of someone connected to Jackson Hole whom I should interview, send me a note via email, connect at thejacksonholeconnection.com. Or you can connect with us via Facebook page, facebook.com slash jacksonholeconnection. Please subscribe, rate, and review the Jackson Hole Connection on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars, of course, because I really like five stars. The Jackson Hole Connection is all about sharing, caring stories of worldly, wildly folks with a desire to share the fun side of life. 
This is Stephan Abrams, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Thank you to my wife for her support. Thank you to Michael Morey for editing and directing me. Thank you to Luke Taylor for the rad music. And thank you to Tana Hoffman for spreading the word each week. Y'all come back again now, you hear?